to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of... The Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Appreciate for the bad audio of the first, oh, I don't know, 50 episodes. I'm trying to work on it, guys, so be patient. Today, we're going to continue the series of Emperor Has No Clothes and talk about John Hamm. Now, John Hamm, it's tough for me to say this because Mad Men is one of my favorite TV shows, I mean, probably ever. Top, top 10 ever in probably top five of the last decade i loved that tv show and it's interesting to think about the showrunner of that show i mean what what has happened what is what has happened matthew weiner was one of the most respected showrunners writers of peak television uh and you think of Mad Men as one of those shows, along with Breaking Bad. I mean, I would probably say that Sopranos probably started the golden age of peak TV, and then it's re, re kind of re, refueled with Lost. But certainly in the late early knots, late knots early teens, it was peak TV. Mad Men was one of those shows, and Matthew Weiner, I mean, has done nothing. He did that series of Romanoffs on Amazon that I really looked forward to because I really respected Mad Men, and it was not that good. It's kind of an anthology. Nothing since then. Either way, John Hamm. Here's the thing. I remember John Hamm when he was on Gilmore Girls. He had a cameo in Gilmore Girls. That must have been season three. It was just one episode in season three where he goes on a date with Lorelai and it's not a successful date. And then he just kind of bounced around. He is a Midwestern kid and he just had problems finding roles. He had little cameos here and there. Typical as the good-looking guy. But it really wasn't until Mad Men that things really blew up for him. And that, that show was iconic. And I don't know how much of it was because of him. I think he was surrounded by better talent like John Slattery. And I, I mean, I don't know if Christina Hendricks was that great. But Elizabeth Moss was great. You think of uh, Vincent Carthizer was in that show and then young Allison Brie. It was just a great show and he was of course the focal point. And then after Mad Men, well really during Mad Men, he started getting more movie roles, but it's just uh, I mean nothing really that good. He's in Bridesmaid which he's great in that because he's doing a funny role. But Friends with Kids, not that good. You look at Million Dollar Arm was one of those movies that, that he was the lead. That's when he goes to India to find the uh, pitcher. Tanked. You look, that's 2014, 20, around there. So he ends his Mad Men run in 2015. So this is when he starts doing television full time. And he's in nothing that's really that good. Keeping Up with the Joneses, that was that spy movie, not that good. Baby Driver was supposed to be kind of like his big 
lead role. That's the one with uh, Ansel Elgort, John Bernthal. That's an Edgar Wright movie. And uh, yeah, 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 nothing special, nothing special at all. And then he gets to Beirut with my girl Rosamund Pike. He's fine in that. Then you get to tag. He's all right within that movie. That's kind of a like a date night, but with guys. And then you look at Wild Mountain Time. That was the rom comedy in 2020 on Amazon with Emily Blunt. That movie's horrible. It's horrible. And then Top Gun Maverick. He does that movie, and then he does Fletch, which tanked. So the interesting thing about, look, here's the thing. John Hamm got a lot of roles when he was younger because he was handsome. And here's my hot take. John Hamm is not that handsome. He really isn't. Look, back in his peak, even like Gilmore Girls when he was younger, he, he was a, like a dapper dude. He's not ugly. Please do not get me mistaken. He's a handsome guy, but it's like, oh, my God. It was more about Don Draper. Women liked Don Draper, which is beyond me. Well, it's not really beyond me if you know red pill stuff, but he is a philandering douchebag, but he's damaged in trouble, drinks too much, and you know has the heart of gold deep down. Women love all that, right? The damaged, brooding, good-looking guy. But it was more of the image, him in the suits, him drinking and smoking, that made him captivating to women. And he has been unsuccessful in parlaying that into his film career i mean it, it, look i even forgot the town we talked about the town we talked about affleck versus damon in that episode and he's horrible in the town he is horrible in the town and then he does top gun that movie was filmed probably in 2019 because it was meant to be released in 2020 it's a thankless role i mean he really can't do much with that right he's just the uptight guy who runs uh, top gun not much. Look, here's my thing with, with John Hamm. A, he's not as good looking, especially as he gets older. He is at least, what, 50 by now? If I got to take a guess. 52? He looks good for being 52. Don't get me wrong. But the boy's not aging well. And he's not a good actor. He's not a good actor in terms of doing dramatic roles. Now, if what do I mean by that? Look, the guy's got no range. He simply has no range. John Hamm is kind of stolid, aloof, supposed to be kind of hunky, kind of like a Christopher Reeves, but an older Reeves. A little, I mean, a little Jimmy. Oh no, he's not. He's he's kind of like Cary Grant, kind of looking, just that. At his peak, like the chiseled face, the chiseled chisel, like a like a like a like a Superman character. But time in, time out, they give him these roles. Wild Mountain Time, rom com, not good in that because he's got no range. That movie's really about more about Jamie Dornan and Emily Blunt because they're they're pulling the the Irish accents in that. But he has no range. Now let's take a break. I wanted to let you know about the other feeds that we have here at the Eclectico Gregorio channel. We have the Awakened Man, which has been around since the spring of 2017, which mostly focuses on having men and women reach their full potential by knowing about toxins in the food, big pharma cover-ups, and ways to biohack your life. 
We also have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which is a channel that originally started as an essential oils channel. And there's about 65 essential oils that are broken down over there. And then more recently, about two years ago, I just pivoted and made it more about female holistic health and naturopathic health because I'm a big proponent of let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. And lastly, we have the Confessions of an Obese Child feed, which I started in January 2017, which chronicles what it's like to be an overweight child. I was an overweight child and I lost over 100 pounds and kept it off for 30 plus years. So it's a channel, like if you have disordered eating or had a dysfunctional childhood, how to deal with that, how to how to function with that, and also discusses and I interview various people that have a similar background of dysfunctional childhood, binge eating, binge drinking, and how to deal with that. And there's a lot of great interviews over there. So those are the three other feeds at the Eclectico Gregorio channel. Now let's get back to the show. He would be laughable in a British period movie. He would be laughable in anything that's outside of his range. Some would say that he's charismatic, but really you don't see it in the movies. Where he is good is in television. His stunt and madman, obviously. Aside from Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids, he's good because he's going counter-casting, right? He's, not, he's going against typecasting. He plays the douchebag, which is the kind of the Chad who's using Kristen Wiig. But you look at his role in, in 30 Rock. He's great in 30 Rock. You look at him in Kimmy Schmidt playing the cult leader. He's great in that. And then you look at every time he's on SNL, he's amazing. So what does this tell you? Either Hollywood doesn't know how to use John Hamm, which I think is evident because they tr- they've been trying to put a square peg in a circle hole with him for the last almost 10 years. They don't know what to do with him. And they're not using him correctly or he is not allowing himself to be used correctly. What Ham needs to do is just do comedy. That is what he's good at. He is naturally gifted, kind of playing the, you know, the Alec Baldwin character from 30 Rock, kind of like, I know I'm handsome, you know, I know I'm handsome, and play that. Because he's got natural, gifted, comedic chops. What he's not good at is being an action star and being a serious, dramatic actor. He just has not demonstrated that at all. So what I would tell... Ham's agent is just do comedies. I mean, I don't know if he'd be that good in like slapstick comedy, but find kind of the dry humor, the comedic humor that you see him do in the aforementioned television shows. And I think that would be the best lane for him. Now, personal life, oh, John Ham. John Ham's personal life, not the best. And what do I mean by not the best? I mean that. He was with the same woman for years, years. Jennifer, I don't know, what was her name? Jennifer Westfeld, I think was her name. And they met a long time ago, like in 1997. So she's essentially the starter girlfriend. That's what I like to call her. Because they met when he was a nobody, struggling artist from the Midwest. And they dated and dated, never got married. They formed a production company in 2009 at the kind of peak of Mad Men. Then eventually break up. They break up. She devotes, ooh, I don't know, her best, most beautiful, fertile years of her life, uh, 27 to about 42. She did some directing. I remember kissing Jessica Stein. I do remember that indie where it's kind of like a lesbian movie. But she's with this guy. Through her peak, his peak, their, her peak years, they date for 18 years. 
He dumps her arse in 2015. 2015. She's 34. And then what does he do? He does what all, all high sexual market value men do. He dates around. He's reputed to have dated many women, including January Jones, his co-star. And then, of course, he just ends up with a hot, young supermodel that he's with right now, or a hot, young actress, Anna Asiola. Much younger. But this is what you can do when you're Don Draper, right? I mean, can you imagine how much pee this guy gets just for being Don Draper? And it's not only about Don Draper, not because necessarily the way he looks, but again, Don Draper, raising a whorehouse. Don Draper, serial philander, and women eat this up because they'd rather be saddled. They'd rather share an alpha than be saddled with a beta. And so, I mean, just him just saying, hey, I was Don Draper. And a lot of women, I think when they're banging him, they just imagine they're banging Don Draper. He's one of those where the character supersedes the actual actor. And I think there's some people, yeah, like the guy, I've heard him be interviewed. He's, he's very witty. He's clever and all that. But I think... There's a little bit of it where, like, Amelia Clark is always going to be Danny Targaryen. It's the same thing. John Hamm will go down in history as Don Draper, for better or worse. And look, live it up, man. You're in your 50s. You're, you're with young, beautiful supermodels. You can continue that because you're Don Draper. Oh, I'm sorry. You're John Hamm. Talk to your agent, man. Just do more of the comedic stuff. That works works for you. Don't stop the drama because if you don't stop the drama, you're just going to kick yourself out of Hollywood because you're not a good dramatic actor. And I'm sorry. Either that or you're just not picking the right roles. Either way, Hollywood will kick you out. Guys, if you appreciate my content, there's a link for PayPal to help defray the cost of the host of this on a server. And also there's a link to get to the website to listen to all the Eclectico Gregoria feats. Until next time, take care. God bless and pray. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rack. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.